Welcome to the Real Estate Travel Academy podcast channel, where real estate and travel meet. Each week, we engage in authentic conversations with interesting and informed people from our worldwide network. Join us and learn how to conduct real estate business in foreign countries and seek a better understanding of cultural norms around the world. Here is your Real Estate Travel Academy host, entrepreneur and educator, Gene Joshin. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Gene Joshin of the Real Estate Travel Academy podcast. And today I have a very special guest with us from the island of Montserrat. Uh, this is an actually extra special preview podcast as the Real Estate Travel Academy is hosting a virtual tour of the island of Montserrat on March 10th. Uh, that virtual tour will include an overview of the island's geography and culture, and we'll also be previewing several exciting real estate properties for sale. So you can find that information on our website at hibiscusinternational.com. So now I'd like to welcome Warren Solomon, Director of Tourism for the Montserrat Tourism Division. Good day. How are you today, Warren? Excellent, Gene. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, pleasure to be back in Canada, even if it's remotely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to have you. And I am located in Canada today. And of course, we have a, a large North American market as well. So uh, they're certainly jealous of you being uh, in the sunny, warm island of Montserrat today. A little overcast today, but but yeah, I, I could... I could deal with your um, <laughs> with your ants. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you very much again for being here. And uh, first, I'd, I'd like to learn a little bit about you. Can you tell us about your role as Director of Tourism for the island of Montserrat? How long have you been in the role? Sure, pleasure. Um, well, I joined, um, I joined the team as Director of Tourism here uh, at the start of 2019. And my role has essentially been to manage you know, the marketing and product development functions uh, of the destination. Um, and, and that of course had, you know, was turned on its head uh, last year, but um, you know, it, it, it's, made us, it's made us only more creative as we go along. Excellent. And how long have you been in the tourism industry and, and what got you started? Well, I've been around, I've been around for a while. <laughs> um, but I've always had this tremendous interest in, you know, moving people from one place to another. Um, my career in, in, in the tourism sector actually started in the, with the airlines, uh, with BWIA, which is now Caribbean Airlines, um, where part of my responsibilities revolved around the management of the package tour program um, to all of, our, all of the airlines destinations. Uh, and then I transitioned to destination management, um, you know, after a, a, a few years at, at BWI and haven't looked back. Excellent. And what experiences then uh, brought you into your role as the director of tourism for the island? Well, I've, I've had the privilege of working for national tourism offices in uh, the Cayman Islands, as well as uh, Trinidad and Tobago, which is where I'm from. Uh, I actually held the position of director of tourism for, get this, both Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've, I've also worked in the, in the hotel sector. And, and, you know, that's enabled me to bring a, a public and a private sector perspective to my role. Excellent. And what is the role and mandate then of the uh, director of tourism for Montserrat? 
Well, brand management is one of the, the key roles, in my opinion, uh, you know, of a director of tourism. Um, the National Tourism Office, uh, you know, it really does have the responsibility to ensure that the destination is viewed in a positive light, uh, that it's attractive, and, you know, that it checks all or most of the boxes of its prospective clientele. Um, you know, this, so this means ensuring that all aspects of the product are functional, uh, they're accessible, and they provide a quality experience. Once that's in place, the marketing aspect tends to become a little easier. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the view that, you know, the, the, the best marketing plan is as strong as the product. So we, we tend to focus a lot on that, uh, particularly here in Montreal. Very nice. And what are some of the uh, current challenges you're facing? Well, um, we are, and although it's not a bad thing, uh, everything about us is small. Uh, we don't have an international airport, for example. So direct access from, from international gateways is not possible. Um, Antigua is actually our international hub. Um, but, you know, it's very easy, as you would know, to get from a Toronto and uh, some other Canadian gateways into Antigua. Uh, and then it's just a 15 minute flight over to over to us here in Montserrat. Um, you know, another challenge is that we are also not able to be in all of the places that we like to be, you know, from a promotional standpoint. Um, you know, so spreading, the, spreading that Montserrat gospel <laughs> is not always the, the, the easiest thing to do. But um, lends to, to, you know, being very creative. And as I would have mentioned, you know, at the onset, uh, because of, because of um, you know, the, the, the issues that we are all facing these days with, um, with the C word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate to call it. You know, that, that you know, adds a lot to, to, to being creative in terms of how you get the word out. Um, for example, joining a podcast with Gene at Hibiscus Travel. Thank you. Excellent. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the island? Uh, you said, you know, there's uh, no direct access. You fly into Antigua. Uh, what is the size of the island? And maybe a little bit about the population and the culture, the background. Well, we are 39 and a half square miles. Um, that, that extra half came as a result of, of the erupting volcano back in 1997. Um, and, you know, up to, up to a few weeks ago, uh, Montreal was the only country in the Caribbean with an active volcano. Right. And, you know, one of our, one of our sister islands, uh, <laughs> St. Vincent, um, they, they, they wanted to join the party. <laughs> and, you know, the interesting thing is the, the, one of our volcanologists um, from the Montreal Volcano Observatory uh, is actually heading up the team that is there in St. Vincent right now, monitoring, you know, their, you know, their volcano is called La Soufre. Um, Soufre, of course, is the French word for sulfur. And ours is called the Soufre Hills Volcano. Um, so, you know, that, you know, we, there were two huge eruptions in 1995, 1997, and that has actually rendered two thirds of the island as uninhabitable. population. Wow. Uh, Population went down from about, you know, about 13,000, and we are now at about 5,000. Most, most of those who, who um, emigrated went to the UK. Uh, we are a British Overseas Territory. 
Um, so they went to the UK, the US, and uh, Canada as well. Um, but you know, <clears throat> out of the out of adversity comes opportunity, and and the volcano uh, and the buried capital of Plymouth um, that they consistently rank as the number one attraction on the island. Uh, accessing it is is very very heavily regulated. Um, you know, there, there's a police escort or security escort going in, uh, and it's uh, overseen by the, the folks at the MVO, the, the observatory. So every step you take in the in the, the, the exclusion zone right. has to be the tour operator, the tour guide, who has to be certified as well, has to be in constant contact with the MVO, you know, so highly regulated. Um, and because of the, the volcanic nature of the island, you'd find all but one of our beaches made up of, of black sand, or as we like to call it, ebony sand. And uh, that, that in itself makes for a really cool, um, a cool beach experience, you know? Uh, and then, you know, the one thing that, that sort of attracted me to Montserrat uh, as, a, as a destination, as a fellow Caribbean destination, is that, you know, we have this tremendous musical pedigree. I love my music. Okay. And, and this is as a result of two main things here in Montserrat. One is the, the Calypsonian Arrow, who sang Hot, Hot, Hot. Yes. So I, I know that you know. Hot. I know that song. I have the LP and the extended version of that song. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. Um, and then the other thing is that, you know, one that I've always been attracted to is that the, the Air Studios recording studio built by Sir George Martin. Oh manager of the Beatles. Of course. At, you know, practically every major hit song in the 80s was recorded right here. Wow. Um, and um, that's what put it on my radar, you know, way back, way back when, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of, of, you know, the police and sting. Right. Um, never realized until one day that, that all of their albums were recorded right here in Montreal. I had no idea. I'm a big... Uh fan of the of the police as well i'm actually a yes. drummer so i i follow stuart ah, copeland all right. uh, i'm also a fan of soca excellent and recently learned how to play it on the uh the drums so you're uh, winning a lot of brownie points there, i love the caribbean <laughs> music scene as well but i i wasn't uh, i i probably knew that about george martin uh but i i didn't make that connection that's fascinating mm -hmm. right right so even hot 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 was recorded at um at the air studios wow you know, um, and and so that that actually gives me a little opportunity to do a little bit of a segue. Um, Please, we, we like to view Air Studios as as the pioneer in remote workers, you know, or attracting remote workers. Uh, we recently launched, you know, at the at the beginning of February, uh, a new remote worker stamp, uh, which allows allows you to come in. Uh, for up to 12 months and um, you know you can work uh, just just as you would you know as long as your your occupation allows you to work from from any location and um, so that that program is is just underway and uh, I have to say we we we're pretty um, surprised and pleased with the response extremely positive we're not surprised at, the, at that but um, there have been quite a few applications already. And, uh, you know, we, we're hoping to be able to welcome a few folks on the island, you know, in the coming months. 
um, important for us now because like most of the most of the Caribbean and, and many places around the world, certainly in Canada, our borders are closed to you know regular uh, regular international travel. Uh, it's open right now to just uh, residents and homeowners and folks who have the new remote worker stamp. Yeah, very good. That, that's um, that that's one of the the, the new. Uh, promotional activities that, that we're engaged with um, in, in conjunction with our history of communications. Yeah. yeah. How would somebody go about finding out uh, more information then on that remote worker stamp? Very interesting. Yeah. Monstratremoteworker.com. Okay. Thank you. That's excellent. Yeah. What a great program uh, that sounds like. And I'm happy to hear that it's doing well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the culture. You, you were talking about the music, Warren. Mm. Is there a, uh, a music festival on the island? They, they seem to have quite a few of them around the Caribbean. Well, the, uh, the biggest event that we have on the island is actually um, St. Patrick's Festival. Okay. So Monstrat has a, has a, a very strong Afro-Irish heritage, uh, and that has influenced everything from, you know, from some of the foods to the dress to the festivals. And so the St. Patrick's Festival is our biggest each year, culminates, of course, on St. Patrick's Day on March 17. Right. And we are the only, um, we are the only place outside of Ireland that celebrates St. Patrick's Day as a national holiday. We know that many other places recognize it and have celebrations, but this is actually a, a national holiday for us here in Montserrat. I did not know that. Yes. And so that is... is I'd say the main time when you would get a whole lot of music happening around the island. There are a whole lot of um, you know outdoor concerts, um, soca, reggae um, being the, the the main ones, uh, and you know some some really big acts from from those genres that that take part. Uh, the festival itself, you know, apart from from the the music, uh, you know, you have a lot of food fairs and. and cultural displays and so on, you know, so really, really fun. A lot of fun. Excellent. Well, I, I that's something new that I did not know. And one of the, the I guess, mandates of what uh, we'll be doing with Hibiscus and uh, our travel future is to put together music uh, travel as well. So I made a Great. note of that and uh, I, I, w- I will definitely have to participate in that. I've got a little Irish heritage as well. So ah, that sounds right. very exciting. <laughs> so what else makes the island different? These are some interesting uh, facts about the island. Yeah. You know, um, one, of the, one of the key things, um, I guess, from a product standpoint, uh, is our network of, of hiking trails. Uh, we, we are a, a top-notch hiking destination. Uh, and, you know, there's so much to to do and see on the trails in such a relatively small space. It's challenging for, you know, some of the trails are challenging because the island is extremely mountainous. Right. So, you know, even even going out for a nice stroll in the afternoon, (laughs) that'll get you blowing a little bit. (laughs) And what what type of uh, terrain is it uh, then? Mountainous? Uh, Is it, uh, you know, rainy? dry um it's mountainous uh you know again like like caribbean we we have you know a wet season and a dry season um so the wet season traditionally 
uh, would be from June through December and dry season from, from January to, to May, June, you know. Uh, but of course, you know, the, the higher you go, um, you know, on some of these trails, you know, it, it, it's very, very cool. Um, we are actually going through a spell right now where a lot of the evenings are quite cool. And I know I'm being <laughs> talking to a Canadian about cool weather, <laughs> but for the Caribbean, for the Caribbean, it, it, it's, you know, there, there's some places that are, that are very cool, you know, um, and, and some areas that are, you know, that, that can be damp at times, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's a range a range of, of features on, on these trails. Excellent. Yeah. It's all relative uh, with the weather though. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. What else can you tell us uh, about the culture? Uh, any other sports that they're, uh, that's popular lifestyle? Football and cricket, you know, the, the, you know, the two, two favorite um, sporting activities along with basketball. Um, I am a, I'm a rugby, a rugby person by, by, by trade, <laughs> not by trade. I used to play, um, but unfortunately, you know, nowhere for me to go to see a rugby match here on the island. Um, but one of my other passions is scuba diving, and, and there is some, you know, really excellent diving around the island. Uh, the the reefs took a bit of a hit, you know, 25 years ago when the volcano erupted um, on the southern side of the island, but they have rebounded beautifully. And, you know, so the scuba diving experience is, is excellent, top-notch, yeah? Very nice. And what about the food? What is the regular, or I guess the national food, or what is the right. local staples? National dish is, is goat water. Uh, and, and that is actually similar to an Irish stew uh, in, in, in look and, and, and texture, you know? Uh, and of course, everybody has their favorite spot and swears by that cook and, you know, their cook is the best and so on, you know. Uh, but the restaurants as well, you know, they serve a variety of styles, many of them infusing, you know, some of the local flavors uh, to make a, you know, a really delightful culinary experience. Fantastic. I've uh, heard about it and certainly look forward to uh, tasting one day myself. Is there anything else uh, about the culture that makes the island unique? Well, uh, the because we are a very small community, um, you know, even even the smallest celebration uh, becomes a big celebration. You know, uh, so th there's the the Calabash Festival, for example, uh, which takes place in, in June. Uh, that is. Um, a celebration of, of the calabash fruit, you know, so you, you get a, there are a lot of uh, cultural displays, you know, the ever-present music is, is always there. Uh, you know, there are mango eating competitions, you know, can you, can you imagine competing with a mango? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. I'm sure there's a, a, yes. <laughs> a rum that goes along with that though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, so, um, Food fairs as well, um, you know, support that one. And then, you know, the other main one on the calendar is the, the literary festival. Um, it's, it's called the Aliogana Festival. And Aliogana is the, the original um, Taino word for Montserrat. It means prickly bush. Yeah. And uh, that 
festival, you know, it, it attracts, um, you know, writers and authors from around the region and some internationally, uh, you know, to do readings and, and workshops, um, you know, with the schools and, and so on. And, and, you know, really, you know, really a good, yeah, good refined entertainment. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I want to put you on the spot now, Warren. Can you tell us uh, what, what's your favorite thing you like to do on a Sunday afternoon? Sunday afternoon. Okay. So this would be, this would be after Liverpool wins its match. <laughs> um, certainly. Uh, I think the top of my list would be, you know, just chilling out on top Garibaldi Hill uh, which overlooks the, the Sufra Hills volcano and Plymouth. Uh, that, that is, it's utterly breathtaking. You know, my paws are raising as I'm talking about wow. it. Um, you know, about a year ago, our son came to visit us, you know, for Christmas. And, uh, you know, he's a millennial. So we figured, you know, okay, let, let's see how this, you know, quiet laid back lifestyle, you know, impacts on him. And, and so, of course, I took him up to Garibaldi Hill one day one afternoon and you know he's he sat in a chair on the viewing ramp and he said you know you, you could just leave me right here you could come back for me tomorrow you know wow as i like father like son i guess i don't nice. know well you're giving me the chills now that's fantastic yes. what a beautiful story <laughs> excellent so thank you and where can listeners learn more about the island of montserrat well uh we have a, our website visit and uh, our social media handle is uh, Island of Montserrat. You'd find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Fantastic. Thank you, Warren. I have one other guest question for you. If you could share one piece of advice for someone visiting the island for the first time, what would that be? You know what, Gene? I would say get ready to be welcomed into the local community. Um, as I said, population 5,000, um, for the first day or two, folks are going to be looking at you. Um, you may think that they're staring at you, but no, it, it's just because you're actually being recognized as new to the island. And, uh, you know, you're going to be welcomed with open arms. And, and I know for some, for some people that could be disconcerting, <laughs> you know, but... It, it's it's how we are in, in, in this very small community. Um, you would imagine that, the, I mean, there's probably neighborhoods in Canada with 5,000 people. Right. <laughs> Apartment buildings. <laughs> exactly, right? But you would tend to know who's living in your neighborhood. You right. Know, who's moving around your neighborhood. So that's certainly one of the one of the elements, I would say. And, and you know, the, the place is very, very laid back. You know, I like to think of it as the, the perfect place to, you know, just get back in touch with yourself. Uh, don't, don't, don't come looking for all of the glitzy, you know, fancy things that you're going to see, you know, in, in, in some, some resorts. You know, as I mentioned resorts, I, I would say that, that another element of, of the destination is that we don't have, most of our accommodation is based in, in the villa segment. Right. And there's one small hotel with 18 rooms, and there's another one with a few cabanas, but it's largely villas and bed and breakfast style um, properties. So again, it, it it allows you to to have your space, or if you want to have you know an even more intimate experience with you know a local family or, or what have you, 
uh, there's the, the, the bed and breakfast or guest house experience. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you really have painted a, a great picture of, of the island for us, Warren. And I want to remind our listeners that the Real Estate Travel Academy will be hosting a virtual tour of the island on March the 10th, where we'll be discussing the geography, culture, and previewing several of those exciting villas that you're mentioning. So um, we can find that information, by the way, on our website, hibiscusinternational.com. And Again, I want to thank my special guest today, Warren Solomon, Director of Tourism for the Island of Montreal. It's been a real pleasure having you today, Warren. Pleasure was mine, Gene. Thanks so much. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to meeting you in person uh, when we come down as a group as well. So absolutely. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All the best. Thank you, Warren. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Real Estate Travel Academy. Join us for future episodes where you will hear about real estate markets in exciting destinations around the world, gain insight into doing business in different cultures, and connect with global business leaders. Hibiscus International's Real Estate Travel Academy membership program can be found at hibiscusinternational.com, where real estate and travel meet.